You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Welcome to the How to Win podcast. I'm your host today, LP. I will be standing in for Pastor Mike Moore, and I am excited about today's message. Listen, Pastor Mike has been sharing some very powerful information with us. Uh, The last time he was with us, he was talking about the foundation that we're built on. And so with the information that I'm going to share today, you have to have that solid foundation in order to take that information and utilize the information so that you can be empowered and so that you can be a blessing to as many people as possible. Last week, Minister Joe, he talked about um, some different things that is definitely going to uh, correlate with today's message that I am teaching today. He talked about the importance of us being a servant. And whenever you major on being a servant, you have the capability of overcoming this issue that we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the information, the message that we'll be talking about. We're going to talk about the danger of comparison and unhealthy competition. The danger of comparison and unhealthy competition. Um, I was just recently in a moment with myself to where I became overwhelmingly filled with joy to the point that I was in tears. I was having some conversation, a specific conversation with uh, one of my friends who just recently got promoted um, in the organization that he's a part of. And he's actually the first African-American to achieve what he has achieved. He and his wife have achieved in this particular organization. And he, you know, pay raise, you know, he got relocated. I'm talking about he's doing an amazing job. And I can remember his humble beginnings. As I was talking to him, I began to think about several of my other friends. And a lot of them have experienced promotion. They've experienced, um, they're getting way more pay. And all of them, I can remember their humble beginnings. And as I was meditating and thinking about these things, I became overwhelmed with joy and I began to weep. I began to cry tears of joy. Now, in the midst of thinking about that, I'm like, wow. So if I had my old way of thinking, I could have easily begin to compare myself to them. I could have easily begin to compare and, 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 and begin to become envious or become jealous. But because I've been able to apply the things that I'm going to share with you today, I process that by be- becoming overwhelmingly joyful and I begin to cry tears of joy because of their promotion and because of the next level that they've gone to in life. And I'm going to show you this information and I want I want to help you to be able to process things like that, because usually whenever we see things of this nature, we immediately go into comparison and unhealthy competition. Now, let's look at our terms. The word comparison is the act or the process of comparing such as the representing of one thing or person as similar or like another. 
Let's look at unhealthy competition. Unhealthy competition is oriented towards scarcity and fear. Mm. Competition is unhealthy when we meditate on false ideas based on a mindset of scarcity and fear. This mindset causes one to function as though there's only a limited amount of success or achievement available to us to, to obtain. Wow. So, so it says that scarcity and fear is the culprit. It's the scarcity and this fear that, that, that success and promotion is only available for a small group of people. And so we want to be in that number. And so when we have that faulty mindset that is only reserved for a few people, that's when we get into comparison and unhealthy competition. Pastor Paul Fleming said this. He made this statement. He said, the sad thing about us is when we see one of us moving forward and doing good, we begin to compare because we are not content with who and where we are. Mm. So when we're not content with who, who we are and where we are, we begin to compare. And we begin to have these, the dynamics of what we're talking about begins to work in our lives. So what we have to do is we have to apply these Practical principles that I'm going to share with you so that this is not an issue to have you in an unhealthy place. Comparison and unhealthy competition leads to three things. All right. It leads to ungrateful behavior. All right. I want you to write these things down. If you have available, if you if you have if you're available to write this, I want you to write this stuff down. But if you just watching it and you just, you know, you still at work or whatever the case may be on your lunch break or whatever. I want you to pay close attention to these things. We're going to go over these things again, but ungrateful behavior, jealousy and envy together and depression and suicide together. Comparison and unhealthy competition leads to ungrateful behavior, jealousy and envy, depression and suicide. All right, let's closely observe these things, uh, start with number one, ungrateful behavior. When we compare ourselves to others and engage in unhealthy competition, we become overwhelmingly ungrateful for what we have, what we can do, and where we are in life. Right now, we're in a social media age, and Pastor Mike said something a couple of weeks ago. He said, he said, we, we, we spend a little too much time on social media. And this is very true. And I believe that we have to find a healthy balance. But unfortunately, people spend more time on social media than they spend with their children and then, or do they spend with their, their spouse. This is a reality. And because of that, there's an overwhelming amount of time focused on other people and what they are doing and where they are. Now watch this. Keep in mind, social media people are, for the most part, posting their highlight reel. <laughs> they posting their highlight reel. They posting the highlights. They're not getting on there posting 
we lost our house today and we're moving back to our apartment. People are not posting that. People are not posting, I just had a drag out argument with my spouse and my spouse is threatening to leave. People are not posting stuff like that. People are not posting the down issues that they're having with their children. No, all they're posting is the nice picture of them that they took together and the picture of them on vacation. They're just posting, I got the job or I just started my new business, or you, you get what I'm saying? They're just posting the highlight reel. They're not posting, I just got fired for my job because of my incompetence. You see what I'm saying? So unfortunately, we sit and we are looking at people's highlight reel, and while we're looking at the highlight reel, we begin to compare. We look at our personal shortcomings, we look at the unfortunate realities that's in our lives and we look at these highlight reels and we begin to have these comparisons and we begin to get into ungrateful behavior. All right, so Eve operated in this behavior in the Garden of Eden. The serpent, the serpent caused Eve to be ungrateful for all she had and caused her to focus on what she didn't have. He was able to cause her to, hold on, wait a minute. Why they got, what, hold, you mean we got access to all the, why we don't got access to this one? And people usually do that in their relationships. They do that and they look at people on social media and they see the beautiful couple and they begin to compare and they begin to see, oh my God, he's a high valued man <laughs> and he has a lot of money and he has prestige and he's able to provide this for his wife. And a lot of men will turn and look at themselves and say, well, I don't have a lot of money. Like he has a lot of money and I'm not able to provide this, that, and the other. But you looking over because it looked like the grass is greener on the other side, but in all actuality, they, they just need to cut their grass. <laughs> you, you feel like the grass is greener over there, but you just if you get over there, you just realize they need to cut their grass. I'm telling you, so why you comparing and you take your eyes off everything you are to your spouse because you're looking at what they are to their spouse. You feel like what you have to offer to your spouse is not sufficient. This is, this, or, or, or because their family is doing this and your family isn't able to do that. So you looking at them and like Eve, You've taken your eyes off everything you have and you're putting it on that one thing that you don't have. And when the enemy can get you into that place, that's when you get into that unhealthy competition. That's when you get into that comparison thing. 
You can't function like that because you 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 have to get into a place where you are grateful for who you are, for your your spouse, what you present to your family. You have to take your focus off of that, what you don't have, and put your focus on what you do have. So how do I become, how do I overcome this ungrateful behavior? Purposefully, everybody say purposefully, be grateful for what you do have. Be grateful for what you can do. And be grateful for the destination that you are headed to. See, this is the reason why we have to get purpose and destiny. This is why we have to find out what God has called us to do, who God has called us to be, and where God is calling us to go. See, when we, when we have an understanding on that, then we can be grateful for who we are, what we can do, and where we're going. So when you function in that, you're able to experience a more positive outcome rather than comparison and unhealthy competition. I, a few days ago, I had a situation that, that took place. Um, it was a, a, it, We had a lot of rain uh, last week. We had a lot of rain. But before the rain came, I, re- I was like, man, I got, I got to get this grass cut before all this rain comes because it's going to be raining for a few days. And so I was looking at the yard. I went, went into the garage, got the lawnmower, you know, got the weed eater, everything out. And so as I was about to cut my grass, I had my, my, my little push mower, my little push mower. I had my little push mower, right? So I had my little push mower and my neighbor looked at me and he was like, you know what? I need to cut my grass too. So I was like, okay, yeah, me, so yeah, let's go and get it knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Before this rain come, he was like, yeah, man. So I'm cutting my yard and I'm getting one side, you know, one side of my yard cut and I'm over there. I'm, I'm making it happen. You know, I'm getting it done, getting it done. So after I got finished with that one side of the yard, I'm, I'm tired and I'm, you know, wiping my head and I'm sweating and Next thing you know, my neighbor come out of the out of his garage in his zero turn. If you don't know what the zero turn is, that's the the lawnmower that you sit on top of it, and you know it's moving fast, and you can turn it like this, and you can turn on a dime, and you cutting a whole lot of grass at one you know one full swipe, you know. And so I saw my neighbor come out of that garage with that <laughs> with that zero turn, <laughs> and immediately. Immediately, negative emotions started coming on the inside. I began to think to myself, oh, he trying to, he trying to flex on me right now. Oh, he trying to show out. That, this was my thoughts, the negative. Oh, he trying to show out right now. Oh, he trying to, you know, show out that I'm over here pushing and shoving his lawnmower and I'm tired and he got the zero turn. This is what was going on in my head. He just trying to show out. So immediately I began to think to myself, you know what? You know, I I go to Lowe's and 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 buy me a zero turn right now. I began to have all these thoughts going on on it. I show him. I go get that zero turn and load it up on the truck and come on home and I cut my grass too with the zero turn. These are the negative because that was being motivated by comparison and unhealthy competition 
And so right then I had to, on purpose, grab a hold to those negative emotions and I switched them right then and there. And I traded them for positive emotions. And right then and there, I began to think to myself, Lord, I'm grateful for my lawnmower. Lord, I'm grateful that I have a home with a beautiful lawn. I'm grateful that I have a lawn to cut. I'm grateful, Lord. I Thank you, Lord. I, I'm, I appreciate you for being a provider. And I thank you that, man, I'm blessed, man. My, I begin to look at my yard. Man, my, my yard is beautiful. Man, I'm grateful. Some people don't have a yard. Some people, uh, 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 they, they, they live under the bridge. Some people sleeping on a car, in a cardboard box. But I, I have a beautiful home with a yard. I begin to change my thought process and I begin to exchange those negative emotions for positive emotions. And I became grateful for what I had. And when I became grateful for what I had, I went on the other side, started cutting my grass and I was feeling good. And while I was cutting my grass, my, I heard my neighbor whistle. He said, I looked over. He said, hey, that rain coming down, man. You want to use my zero turn? <laughs> and so I thought to myself, wow, look at the favor of God right there. God is raising up your neighbor to use his power, his resources on your behalf. And I went over there and, and, and I was like, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I know how to use it, man. My cousin, I was just in Mississippi with my cousin and he taught me how to use his. <laughs> so he like, yeah, go ahead, man. So I jumped on that zero term and I, I went over and did the other side of my yard. I'm talking about I'm, I'm working that zero turn. And I'm, ooh, I'm getting it done. The rain's starting to drop a little bit more and I'm getting it done. And I went on the other side of the house and I went to the backyard and I knocked it out real quick and came on back, man. And boom, whenever I got it back to him, the rain came down. I said, Lord, thank you. I thank you, Lord. But if I would have had those negative emotions permeating on the inside, that negative energy would have been coming from me and God would have never touched that man's heart to do what he did. See, a lot of the people that you're comparing yourself to and having unhealthy competition toward, those are the people that God want to use to bless you. Those are the people that God want to use to help you. But if you got all this comparison and this negative energy toward them, you're going to miss your blessing. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the second one. Comparison and unhealthy competition leads to jealousy and envy. Jealousy is a spirit that hides itself as an emotion. Many people yield to this spirit because they don't realize that they are being tampered with by an evil spirit. They think that it's just an emotion. Man, Pastor Mike broke this down in his series, Overcoming the Spirit of Jealousy, uh, years ago. And when he broke down on how jealousy is not just an emotion, but it is a spirit, there's a spirit of jealousy. Once I realized that and that and, and any time that spirit trying to mess with me and trying to bother me, I have to come against that immediately in Jesus name. Like it, it, I, I, I'll give you a practical breakdown on that, but I just want to go ahead and knock out these points right quick. Jealousy says I am so angry when I see 
what you have in life. Jealousy says, I get so angry when I see how well you do what you do in life. Jealousy says, I get so angry when I see where you are going in life. Now, I want to look at envy because envy takes it a step further. This is what envy says. Envy says, I want to hinder, stop, or deprive you from what you have in life. Envy says, I want to stop, hinder, or deprive you of doing what you do so well in life. Envy says, I want to stop, hinder, or deprive you from going where you're going in life. Ooh, Man, that envy is a dog. See, envy is what motivates a lot of people from getting on social media and calling folks out. You know, whenever somebody that's on a higher level uh, does something that you may disagree with and you get on social media and you call them out and you talk about what they did and who, how wrong they are and you, you blast out their imperfections and their weaknesses and stuff like that and you, you showcase it to everybody and you tell everybody how horrible this person is or how wrong they are, that's motivated by envy. You want to deprive them of where they are. You want to deprive them of where they're going. You want to deprive them. And so your voice, you voicing, you get the opportunity to tell the people that you're connected to why they don't need to listen to that person or why they need to uh, 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 look down on that person. But in all actuality, you're doing it because it makes you feel better about yourself. And it makes you feel as though if I pull you down, it'll bring me up higher. See, you got to understand it's 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 two ways you could if you could look at somebody with a with a with a, a larger building than yours, and you can look at that from two perspectives. Either you could throw a bomb at their building and blow it to smithereens, and it's gonna make your building look bigger than theirs. Or you could just look at that building and say, hmm, I'll just build, continue to build my building. You see the two difference? It's easier to just throw a bomb and blow theirs up and yours automatically going to be bigger. But it's hard work for you to say, I'm just going to continue to build mine. And that's the reason why people take the the, that, that route with the envy that they're dealing with to go and throw that grenade and blow their building to smithereens. That's why, that's what that, that comes from comparison and unhealthy competition. We tend to end up in jealousy and envy because of our personal disobedience of what God has told us to do. Ah, <laughs> think about that. We tend to end up in jealousy and envy because of our personal disobedience of what God has told us to do. A great example, King operated in this, uh, uh, King Saul, he operated in this behavior toward David when he compared himself to David 
after listening to others compare himself to David, compare him to David. See, the scripture tells us that God had rejected Saul. God rejected Saul. God wasn't even dealing with Saul no more because Saul was disobedient to what God told him to do. But see, David, David was anointed king and and the anointing was on his life. And because the anointing was on his life, David was continuing to grow and become greater and become greater. And because of his growth and his greatness increasing, it was causing other people to observe his greatness increasing. So it was a particular time they went off the battle. Saul and David, they was in battle and they came home. And, 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 and let's, let's, let's look at the scripture, 1 Samuel 18, from 6 through 9. It says, verse 6, when the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs, and with timbrels and lyre, lyres, lyres, that's musical instruments, all right? Verse seven, as they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands. David has slain his tens of thousands. Hey, Saul has slain his thousands. And David has slain his tens of thousands. Hey, they were turned up, they was dancing and everything, and Look at what said. Look at what said. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands. He thought this is going on in his thought life, but me, only thousands. What more can he get but my kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept close eye on David. See, we all know how that ended off. You know, Saul was trying to kill David on multiple occasions. And every time he tried, he couldn't do it. It was to no avail. And he he, he was like, you know what, David, look, bro, you greater than I am. You're going to both do great things and prevail, bro. Like, I give up. I, I... You got it, man. But he don't understand the fact that his disobedience a long time ago to what God caused God to reject him. God didn't even want him as king no more. And so a lot of people, they are in this situation and they in jealousy and things of that nature because of their personal disobedience of what God has told you to do. So God told you to do a certain thing years ago. You refused to do it. As a result, you see other people following what God told them to do. Now you're jealous. Now you're envious for no other reason, but because you haven't done what God told you to do. So how do we get past this? How do we overcome this jealousy and envious behavior? In Pastor Mike Moore's series, Overcome the Spirit of Jealousy, he told us that we overcome this type of behavior by majoring and becoming a servant. By majoring and becoming a servant. 
I can remember years ago uh, when I first started doing music. Um, I didn't really. I, I I thought you know I didn't know that they had uh, a rap, a gospel rap community in the city of Birmingham. I had no idea. Whenever I started, writing. the only rapper I had ever seen was a rapper called Big Profit, and I didn't know that it was a whole bunch of other rappers that was doing it. And so Big Profit was like a major celebrity in my eyes. So I didn't even see him as just a Birmingham artist. You know, I I was you know I, I I'm like you know this dude is doing major things. So from a local level, I thought I was the only one doing what I was doing. So I come to find out there was other rappers that was doing it and it was other rappers that was way better than me. And I can remember how this one particular rapper, his name was Tucson. Man, that boy can rap, man. Oh my goodness, that boy can rap. I can remember when I heard him, immediately I just felt like, you know what? I just need to quit. Because I, I can't rap as good as that dude. And at that point, I became extremely jealous of that guy. And in the midst of my jealousy, this whenever I got a hold to this series, Overcoming the Spirit of Jealousy, and Pastor Mike taught about majoring on being a servant. So I, on purpose, began to do certain things. I can remember in the barbershop that I was working at at the time, I had a poster of myself my, you know, promoting my, my music. I can remember I took my poster down. I went to his album release. I bought two copies of his album and I bought a poster and a t-shirt. I took that poster that I purchased and I put it up on the wall. I stopped playing my music in the barbershop and I started playing his music in the barbershop. People would come in and they would hear, oh my God, man, this is good. Who is this? Man, this is my boy Tucson. I point to the poster. And man, I want, man, I want to get a copy of his album. I would call his manager at the time. Hey man, they got some people here at the barbershop want to buy Tucson's album. They would come to the barbershop. People would buy his album. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and in the process of that, I began to genuinely become a fan of this guy. I begin to go to his shows, you know, with his t-shirt on, on the front row, cheering for him. And in the process of me doing that, I learned that there was a liberty within my spirit from doing that on purpose. So I begin to do that all the time. So for years, I would show up to other people's concert. I would show up to other people's event and I would be on the front row cheering them on as though I was up there. And I did, I do this on purpose. And there's a liberty in me doing that. And there's a freedom within myself in doing that to where I don't feel competition. I don't, I don't feel envy and I don't feel jealousy. It's because I, I purposely made the decision. I want to be a servant. I show up to the events. If they need me to carry something, I carry their stuff. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let me get that for you. You know what I mean? You know, uh, they got equipment. I help them break the equipment down, carry the equipment to their truck or whatever the case may be on purpose. Do these things on purpose because this keeps me out of jealousy and it keeps me out of unhealthy competition. Um. I, I can remember also uh, and share this story in brief. Um, I can remember it's a, it's a brother uh, by the name of Sebastian Cole. Uh, he's from Birmingham. He, you know, he's out. He's doing well. He's doing 
major things right now uh, as an artist. And I can remember he was like, I'm coming back to Birmingham and I'm shooting a video. And man, I can remember, I was like, ooh, this is an opportunity to serve. And I, I contacted him immediately, hey man, I wanna cut your hair and I wanna line your beard up when you come on set. You know, just a, I, I'm looking for an opportunity to serve. He didn't, have, he didn't have to pay me a dime if he didn't want to. Because I wanted to major on being a servant. We have to make that decision to do that. This is gonna keep us out of comparison and unhealthy competition, all right? Third one, comparison and unhealthy competition leads to depression and suicide. Ecclesiastes chapter four tells us, it says, and I saw that all toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. He said, doing this based off of your comparison is meaningless. It's like chasing after the wind. So anytime you engage in comparison and unhealthy competition, it's meaningless. And it's like chasing after the wind. If you do what you do for no other reason but because you're trying to compare with somebody and you're trying to, you, you got unhealthy competition, this is like, this is meaningless. In the process of overwhelming toil or labor based on the envy of another, the labor is meaningless and can be compared to chasing the wind. Wow. Psalms 127.1 tells us, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, they labor in vain who build it. He said, they that labor, if, they, if, if the Lord ain't building the house, that labor that you're doing, it is in vain. And, 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 and whenever we labor and we labor and we labor and we labor, in it's vanity, we come to the realization that it's vanity, there's going to be an overwhelming amount of being exhausted, tired. Excuse me, that's when you hear people saying, man, I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of doing this. I've been doing this for so long and I'm tired of doing this. That's because you doing what you're doing, not because the Lord told you to do it, but simply because you trying to outdo other people. See, people that's doing what the Lord told them to do, you never catch them saying, I'm tired of doing this because they're going to do it for the remainder of their life. <laughs> Pastor Mike said the Lord spoke to him and told him the word of God is the answer. He said when he old and gray, he going to stand up and he going to hold that Bible and say, the word of God is the answer. <laughs> so that's the same thing for you with the thing that the Lord told you to do. When you do that and you building that, you'll never get tired. You'll leave this earth doing what you was called to do. Doing what you, you'll leave this earth finished. <laughs> when toil and building is done, based on comparison and not purpose, the labor is in vain and meaningless, and this ultimately leads to stress. And stress, when it is not properly managed, will lead to depression and suicide. Did you hear what I said? Stress, when it is not managed, it leads to depression and suicide. 
Now, I want to look at this thing of stress. Stress is basically when the mind and the body is thrown out of balance, right? And if stress, if there's a duration of stress, there are brain functions that begin to malfunction. Brain cells become destroyed and things of that nature. And it's because of our thoughts, those negative thoughts, those negative thoughts. Now, let me show you how powerful thoughts are and how it has the capability of putting you in a place of stress and suicide. Let me show you the power of your mind and thoughts. Have you ever heard of the situation where somebody go to the doctor and they claim that they're sick and the doctor give them a sugar pill, they take the sugar pill and they end up getting well? That's known as the placebo effect. Now, the placebo effect, it happens on a consistent basis in the world of medicine where people get medicated certain sugar pills and they take them and they actually get well. Well, here's what it was. Their mind told them that this medication is going to make them well. And they thought themselves into healing because it wasn't the, the, the sugar pill that did it because it was just a sugar pill. It was their thoughts. Now, that's the placebo effect. Now, the opposite is true. It's something called the nocebo effect. It's whenever your thoughts can think you into sickness. When you begin to allow negative emotions and negative thoughts to permeate in your being, it will give you the, it will give you the ability to make yourself sick and tired. And whenever a person is constantly sick and tired, this leads to disease, this leads to depression, this leads, and these negative thoughts constantly, 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 these are the things that will lead a person into suicide. Now, this is a very serious issue because we have a lot of things going on in the world right now. I want to look at a few facts, right? According to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, suicide claims more lives than war, murder, and natural disasters combined. War, murder, and natural disasters combined. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for those between the ages of 10 and 34 in the United States. Over 50% of all people who die by suicide suffers from major depression. If one includes alcohol, alcoholics who are depressed, this figure rises to 75%. So in other words, 75% of people who commit suicide, they're suffering from depression. Suicide is highly complex and can never be attributed to a single cause, although depression is almost always the underlying factor. Mm, mm, mm. As we said, depression comes from stress and, and stress is when the mind and the body is out of balance. And so what we have to do is we have to find out what we have to do in order to create that balance, to cause that balance that needs to take place. And one way we can do it is by no longer engaging in the comparison and unhealthy competition.
I want to look at uh, something uh, talking about mental health among college students. It said college mental health experts directly attributed much of modern young adults issues to social comparison. Social comparison. Comparing one's own accomplishments, comparing one's own looks, comparing one's own athletic abilities, comparing one's own school grades, comparing one's own popularity to their classmates and feeling that they're coming up short, often with devastating consequences. So whenever you have college students that's constantly looking around and comparing themselves to their to their friends' grades, to their friends' athletic abilities, to their friends' comparison, and looking around, oh, I'm not as attractive as them. You know, you have young ladies that, you know, they, 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 they experience an extreme amount of depression because they feel they're not pretty enough, because they feel they're not sexy enough, because they, you, you get what I'm saying? You have all those things going on. And then in the process of that, they're making these comparisons because you got these students that are at um, schools that are, they are, there's pressure on these students to, to function at a higher level scholastically. And so these students are looking around at the, at the, at the other students and seeing that these students have better grades and, and now you're trying to compare yourself to their grades and, and now you're trying, and, and there's this overwhelming, and then that's when depression sets in. And when depression sets in, it's all due to the mind and body being thrown out of balance. And when that balance is not there, this is when the brain and the mind begins to become dysfunctional. And when the mind becomes dysfunctional, that's when we begin to, we begin to, to take the time out to engage in this unhealthy comparison, in this unhealthy mindset. And I just want to encourage people because this is a reality that's happening across the board, not just on college campuses with students, but in marriages. You got people in marriage. There's this overwhelming pressure, right? You know, they're talking about the high value man who he makes six figures and so you got a lot of men, they got all this pressure on them because they're not making six figures. They feel that they haven't, they haven't arrived and they feel like they're, they've gotten the short end of the stick and they feel like they're not fit to take care of their family. And you got women that because they're scrolling on social media and they see the woman with the little waist thin like a dime and because the woman is built a certain way and then you know they, she's looking at herself and she's like, well, I'm not built like this and I'm not this sexy and I'm not that fine like this girl on social media. And now she's becoming overwhelmingly depressed because she feels she's comparing herself to other women and she feels that she is not enough. And so that man, whenever he's comparing himself to other men that they may see that's doing well and making all this money and this, that, and the other, and now he's got this comparison thing going down. Now he's beginning to malfunction in his body and he can't even function properly with his wife 
whenever it's time for them to go to bed. And you got men that, I mean, you got women that because of their comparison to other women, because women look a certain way and because she don't look that way, now she having problem functioning properly in the bedroom with her husband. And it's, all of these things is because of comparison and these comparisons are causing us to malfunction in our mind and in our bodies. So how do we overcome these things? What do we do, LP? What do we do? We overcome these things by pursuing our divine purpose. When we pursue our divine purpose, we begin to do what God has called us to do. And we begin to become who God have called us to be. Once we begin to operate in our divine purpose and do what God called us to do and become what God called us to be at this place, this is when we are running our own race. Once we begin to run our own race, we understand that we have a destination. And whenever you have a destination, when you run in a race and you're looking straight ahead, running to the destination, which is the finish line, when you're running in a, a, a race and, and, and there's other people that's running, if you look to the side at other people, that's going to cause you to slow down. If you look behind you, that's going to cause you to slow down. So anytime you are comparing yourself to other people, it's because you are looking to the side or you're looking behind you. When you're operating in your purpose, you're no longer out there in the crowd. See, you got a lot of people. The reason when, when folks are out there in the crowd, it is easy for them to be extremely critical to the people that's running the race. It's easy for them, you know what I'm saying, to be out there, oh, you slow, you slow. Hold on, bro, you in the crowd, you ain't even running. <laughs> so a lot of people that's being critical, overly critical of other people, they not even running a race. They out there in the crowd. It's easy for you to talk junk when you're in the crowd. But whenever you're running a race, you're focused on your purpose and you're headed to your destiny. The only thing you're focused on is getting to the finish line. And when you get into the finish line, you win your race. You're running your race whenever you're functioning in your purpose. You're running your race whenever you're functioning in your destiny, when you're becoming who God called you to be and you're doing what God called you to do. So with that being said, in conclusion, I just want to encourage everybody. We have to, we have to refrain from competition, from this unhealthy competition and comparison. So if there's any questions, um, anybody got any questions that they have? Um, if not, um, we can go ahead and shut it down. I just want to say uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Mike, for the opportunity uh, to do this podcast. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who tuned in. I appreciate you. May God bless you and may God continue to keep you.